Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We had white horses and ladies by the score. All dressed in satin and waiting by the door. They made up his bed A gold-covered mattress On which he was led Blood ran as he cried. No money. 
Oh, what a song. I, uh, I thought that that would be an appropriate song for tonight's topic, mainly because Keith Emerson just passed away, um, what was it, like March 10th, just, just this past, uh, yeah, the, the keyboard player for Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, the guy, one of the guys that wrote that song. Um, so I thought as a tribute to Keith Emerson, I'd play that. Plus, it, 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 the lyrics, just one, one set of lines right here is where we're going to go tonight. Um, he went to fight wars for his country and his king, for his honor and his glory, the people would sing. I've got to tell you something. You know, I hear stuff like that, and, and as, as beautiful as the music is, incredible lyrics, something bothers me about that last line there where it says the people would sing. Why in the world, seriously, why in the world would, would anybody be, would be filled with honor and glory uh, uh, to, to die for something? Now, no, don't get me wrong. Um, if, if I was defending my family, if I was truly defending something of value, uh, I'd have no problem defending something like that. But, but the idea of having an allegiance to some government or, or some religious organization or, or that kind of nonsense and to die for the, for, for the farce, for the fiction, as opposed to actually having an opportunity to live in reality. And that, that's, that's kind of where this is all going to go tonight. I titled this um, Your Father's Watch because I don't think anybody really knows what's going on. You hear people arguing about the birth certificate is this and all that other stuff. The birth certificate ultimately, the certificated person ultimately is G.I. Joe, government issue Joe. It is, it is the issue of national security. That birth certificated person is the national security issue. People have no idea that that's the promise. That's the sacrifice. Your father, your father's name, the last name of every man, woman, and child in America has been sacrificed. It becomes a syndicated piece of property that, that is here to make sure that the financial system called the United States, their whole system is in play only because of that name. So before I get way off track here, <laughs> because, because I, I jokingly said to, to some friends earlier tonight that I should just call the show Tangents, because everything I do just, just flies off the handle and, and out in different directions. But I think um, I'd like to start with, the, uh, we, everybody thinks they know what father is, so I'm going to start with the concept of a watch, a watch. By the way, before I get into that, understand this. There are only two possible positions for you to be in. Only one of two. And, and you, can't, you don't get to straddle. You don't get to straddle. It's one or the other. And it's called reality or fiction. Reality is the world of substance. Reality is where we actually biologically live and breathe. It's the fiction or the multiple opportunities for fiction that are the problem. So let's, 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 let's go into the concept of a watch. What is, what, is, what is a watch other than something that you wear on your wrist? 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Merriam-Webster tonight. I, I'll probably get into some Black's Law stuff at some point, but I'm gonna start with Merriam-Webster online here. And I know I, I don't like using notes because it gets me off track, but I, I'm I'm gonna actually stick with these two concepts, both father and watch tonight, and then I'm 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 just gonna run with it. So. Here we go. Uh, the simple definition of watch, this is Merriam-Webster, get online. It says, to look at someone or something for an amount of time and pay attention to what is happening. To give your attention to a situation, an event, etc. To care for someone or something for a period of time in order to make sure that nothing bad or unwanted happens. Now, that's the simple definition. I'm going to go into the full definition in a second. But number two there, it says, to give your attention to a situation or an event, your attention. And understand that the word situation is, is locational. It's locational. So you can be situated in, in here, here, or you can be situated there. Now, in reality, and this is kind of fun, this is kind of a fun way to describe this, but in reality, everybody that's listening to this, to them, are here. Now, see, I'm sitting here in my wife's shop in Rockford, Illinois, and I'm here. But for the people listening to this call, they're here from their perspective. Meaning that if you're sitting on your couch at home, to you, you can say, I am here. But when I look at you, you are there because I'm here. The funny thing about all this is that we're all here from our perspective. And the reason that's important is because in reality, in reality, we are always home. We are always here. We can never actually be there, ever. Because when we get there, we're here. Even when we're on our way there, we're always here. So what's fun to think about is, is this, this is not some existential garbage. This is reality. Wherever you are, you're always here. And, that's, and, and, and there's a side note to that. Why is it that no calendar has the word today on it? It's because they can't claim it. Calendars are based, they're, they're fictitious, they're, they're realms, they're, they're, they're boundaries, they're, 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 they're places that have been bound by time. The first day, the last day of the month, the name of the month, the day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But there is no today, because today is where the life actually exists, just like here, here today. Life only exists in the moment. It only exists today. Tomorrow is the future. Future has no life. Yesterday has no life. It's already passed. So the point is you can only be here now, here today, which, and that's the only place life exists. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about reality versus fiction. So reality, here, today, living, breathing, all that stuff. The problem is, is because we have the ability to project ourselves either by claiming some historical, historical event or by projecting ourselves into the future. We can actually make appointments for the future, and we can remember the past, but it doesn't put us there unless we're dealing with paper. The futures market, past events, ugly things that we can't let go of. What I'm, what I'm getting at is, and look at this. 
I just I ran all that stuff just from the word situation. The concept of a situation is is where are you? Where's your mind at? Where's your heart at? So the, 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 the concept to give your attention to a situation or event. See, people get all confused with that 14th Amendment because they don't realize it, but by doing certain things, by, by certain conduct, that they are no longer here, they are there. See, the Heisenberg Principle says that you, you can't be in two places at, at once, but actually what the Heisenberg Principle is talking about is protons vibrating at the same time at two different places, basically being the same element. The thing that's funny about that is you cannot be in two places at once. That's why when you walk into a courtroom, you are exiled or extradited into the federal territory, but only through a fiction, because in reality, when you're standing there before that man, you are here, but they take you there. So as funny as all this stuff sounds, that's just the concept of a situation. That's why they call it a foreign citus trust, because it's the citus or the situs is the situation. It's the location where they just brought you, which is a different jurisdiction entirely. So again, your father's watch. I'm, I, I haven't even got through the simple definition, and I haven't even gotten through number two. So, obviously, these calls are not, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I, uh, actually, I'm only here to entertain myself. But the thing is, is that we are getting caught up in all these fictitious details. We're getting caught up in all the nonsense, nonsense, things that we can, observable reality, things we can touch, taste, see, smell, sense, our senses. Nonsense. How about this? To care for someone or something for a period of time in order to make sure that nothing bad or unwanted happens. A period of time. Well, that's an odd way. To, to, a period of time. So in other words, there's, there's parameters from this moment to that moment. What is that? How about the Gregorian calendar that Pope Gregory created in 1582? Well, that's the Anno Domini calendar, and that's the calendar. By the way, you know what? Why don't I just do this? I, since I have my computer in front of me, the Anno Domini calendar is, is known as the Gregorian calendar. And the Gregorian calendar, I'm, I'm talking while I'm, I'm typing, <laughs> I think. Um, that calendar that was created in 1582 by Pope Gregory is the calendar... The Anno Domini calendar, the year of our Lord, that calendar is the calendar of commerce. Now, I told you that today it doesn't show up on any calendar. Today does not show up on any calendar because it's, it's reality. But the Gregorian calendar, look at this. Um, it's also called the Western calendar. The Western calendar. The sun sets in the West. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. In other words, the sun, as it sets, goes, goes down below the horizon. It, that's, it, it becomes nighttime. It's nighttime. It's a different character. It's a different world. The underworld, the night world, is a different world. The western calendar is the beginning of the underworld. It's where the underworld begins. The twilight, the twilight zone is between that light and, and, and night. That's the twilight. That's the twilight zone. And once, but once you go into nighttime, that's the underworld. 
So when the sun drops below the horizon, you're in the underworld, the world of the dead, the world of the birth certificated person, the lunar person, where the, where the, where the moon is the light. The, the moon is the light to the underworld. So again, the Gregorian calendar, the Western calendar, that, that's the one that lights the night sky. It's, it's the one with the moon, the lunatics. They only come out at night. So, back to the Gregorian calendar. It says here that the Gregorian calendar is used by internationally. Here it is. I'm looking for it right now. Adopted. Um, sorry, I'm reading. Anyways, it's used in the Postal Service, in all commerce. So that, the calendar that Pope Gregory created for the Anno Domini characters in 1582 rules the world of commerce, but it's also, it's also the one for the Western world, and the Western world is the world of the night, the, the moon, the lunatics, and that's the world of the dead. Remember that the birth certificated person is a decedent. It's a dead, dead entity. It's, it's, it's everlasting life. It's the world of the dead. So, and, and it, again, people need to realize these are all connected. These are all connected. So where was I? I was back in, uh, that was, uh, in other words, to care for someone or something for a period of time. Well, what time? The only time that you can actually do anything in reality is right now. So if you're going to stick with reality, you have to stay in reality. You have to actually only identify the now. Okay, let's, go, let's, let's keep going on this. Full definition of watch. To keep vigil as a devotional exercise. Oh, look at this. B, to be awake during the night. Huh. That seems kind of descriptive of my, uh, my whole diatribe on situation. To be awake during the night. The night watch. To be attentive or vigilant. To keep guard. To keep someone or something under close observation. To observe as a spectator, to be expectant, to wait. Uh, verb, to keep under guard, to observe closely in order to check on action or change. To look at, to observe, to look on at, to take care of, to take care of. That's kind of where I'm going with this, is to take the concept of the watch being vigilant and to take care of something, but typically at night, to watch over something at night, to be careful of, to be on the alert for. But the, the word take care of, to tend, it leads to the word to tend. So again, to watch is to take care of, to tend. Um, if I go to tend, it goes back over and it says to attend as a servant. To apply oneself to the care of, to have or to take charge of as a caretaker or overseer. To cultivate, to foster, to manage the operations of. What's funny, though, is, again, when you're in that courtroom and that judge turns to you and he says, do you accept the charge or the charges? Understand that the word charge has multiple meanings, but ultimately what he's asking you to do is take responsibility for a child. Just like if you were um, 
if you had a brother or sister or whatever, and they had a child, and let's say, God forbid, they were killed in a car accident, and those, your nephews or nephew came to live with you, he would be your charge. That's what you are doing. There is a child of the state, a ward of the court, that they are basically handing over to you. It was supposed to be your responsibility from the beginning, but, but we, and we didn't know this. So it ended up being going in, falling into administrative hands. But, but, and, and they're supposed to actually handle that state-created child, that, that, that foundling child. But what they do is they transfer all that responsibility to us, and then they double-dip into some, some account that was established on, on, on this child, at, the, at the, uh, the birth of this child. Of course, is it you? Is that child you? No, it's not. But that's what they did is they created another version of you, a mini-me of sorts, and I discussed this at length at uh, all different calls. But that, when they say, do you accept the charges, they're asking basically for you to take responsibility, financial responsibility for that, chi- that child, that, that offspring, that state creation. And that's what they're doing. They're transferring that responsibility to you. And because we don't know what's going on in those courtrooms, we almost always accept the charges, and so we be, become responsible for that state creation. Now, I'm, I'm way off track here, but I'm trying to show that the concept of a watch can go in multiple different directions. It's not just the watch on a wrist, but, but let's go there for a second, too. Let's, let's, let's make it um, some, a, a, a concept of substance, a watch, a physical watch on your wrist, um, that's an easy way to understand this stuff. Um, realize that the watch itself, the watch itself, your father's watch is his name. Your father's name. That's what you're supposed to be watching over. Your father's name, but your father's name has been pawned. Just like I said, it, if you're, it, it's easy to picture you taking a nice gold watch to a pawn shop and placing that watch in the hands of that pawnbroker. And what does he give you for your father's name? He gives you an extension of credit, a coin to use in a global commercial machine, and a receipt, a certificate of live birth. That's, that's what you have at the pawn shop. Basically, our lives, your father's last name has been pawned. But it's, it's too hard to describe you know, what's actually happening. I mean, it's easy to describe a, a gold watch, something that you were supposed to get. You were supposed to inherit that, that, that beautiful gold watch from your dad at 18 years old, but instead that heritage, that thing you were supposed to get, ended up in the hands of the state because you never, you failed to claim it in, in, in the right amount of time. I know it's all deception. I know all this stuff, but that's what's happened. And Let's go back to that watch again, the concept of, of, of the, the, the watching or taking care of something. Remember that your father's last name, your name, uh, is your word, and your word is your bond. So ultimately you gave your word a promise to the government to take care of their finances. You have become the surety. You get to stand guard. You get to be the issue of national security. Everybody thinks that when I talk about national security, I'm talking about some army or navy 
or Marines. I'm not. I'm talking about a financial instrument. And the issues, when you hear the president talk about issues of national security, they, they talk like they're, it's, there's, it's about terrorism. It's not. It's about finances. And you have actually, through your father's watch, by stepping into your father's shoes, oh, wait a minute. How do they make shoes? They, they make shoes with an impression of a foot. It's called the last. Uh, wait a minute. A- am I joking? So, so the last name is the name of the footprint or the impression that maybe the baby put on that document or had put on that document at the very beginning. So now your last name, the name of that impression, your father's footprints, you're, you're following your father's footprints, guess what? That last name or the name of that last is actually held in the Library of Congress. And, 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 and the Library of Congress is actually called, in the inner circles, the Library of Last Resort. <laughs> so, so the congressmen have control over your promise to pay your father's last name, and anytime they need to draw on any, anything, I mean, they just go out and they go through a, a company, or they go through an, a, a, an organization within in-house organization called um, Congressional Research Service, CRS. If you haven't seen the movie The Game with Michael Douglas, you have to watch that because you'll realize that the entire game is put on by CRS in the movie, but they call it something else. But CRS actually exists. It's called Congressional Research Service. And they're the ones that handle the stories, the last names. Man, I'm really off track on this. <laughs> but, but the point is, you can see how crazy this stuff gets. Why does it get so crazy? Can it get this crazy in reality? Hell no. Hell no. It can only get this crazy in a world of fiction. It cannot, if people lived in observable reality, this kind of stuff could not happen. It could not happen. But since we accept the paper realm, the, the, the XY, the XY two-dimensional paper flat earth world, this is what we get. We're a bunch of children believing in Santa Claus and Jesus and all this other nonsense. And we choose it. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but remember that fiction is fiction. And and today is today. And, and, And we only live in today. We do not live tomorrow and we do not live yesterday. The record is historical, his story, and the future is an annuity, <laughs> ultimately. Um, but anyway, so the watch, what, what, the watch itself is your father's last name being held hostage by the United States or the English bankers or whoever actually runs it. I don't even care anymore. But, but, and because the last name is tied directly to your DNA, then they have your physical body as a surety. You get to be the guarantor. 
And since there's no way you can dispute that you're a relative of that character that they bring into that courtroom, you are SOL. So all of the things that we're trying to do, we've, uh, we've been trying to do for 30, 40 years out there, in, in all, the, all the patriot nonsense, all the stuff that's happening out there, there's one simple answer, and I'll get to it a little bit later. But there is one simple answer, but we can't do it by ourselves. We need everybody to wake up. Everybody has to wake up. So the watch itself, what is your father's watch? It's you stepping in, in, into that succession. You are succeeding your father. You are, you are taking his position at 18 years old. You get to be the new, sure, the new surety. You're just taking over where your father left off, and so on and so on and so on. Now, where, when did it all begin? Probably 1933 with FDR and the, and the New Deal, and the New Deal was creating that new society, the Great Society, and, of course, you know, in that inaugural address when he says, you know, today's a day of national consecration, he actually made United States or America, whatever it is, uh, that nation that he was speaking of, holy ground. Holy ground. And that's, again, that, that, that song that I had played up front tonight was because we have been bamboozled into becoming the, uh, the fodder. The fodder, not father, the fodder, for, for their, their game, for their, their uh, um, world stage. We get, to, we get to be the ones that sacrifice everything so they can go play. Not me. Okay. Um, how about we... Um, let's go to uh, Father now. Everybody thinks they know what Father is. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of that. So... Let's, let's, I'll blow through some of this up pretty fast, or at least I'll try to until I get caught up on a word. Simple definition of father, a male parent. A man who is thought of as being like a father. That's kind of weird. A person who, had, who was in somebody's family in past times. That's kind of weird. In other words, now we're going back in, his, in history. I mean, I, I mean I, let's put, I'm going to be very clear about my own position. I don't call anybody father but my dad. You know, I, I have one biological father. That's it. Nobody else gets to wear that title. Nobody. I, I, I don't care what anybody tries to I don't care. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people that, that maybe their dad passed away and, and, and somebody adopted them or something like that. That's okay. Uh, but, and and that's, I'm not trying to step on any toes here. But I'm just saying that in my world, there's only one type of, of dad or father, and it's biological. That's called reality. That's the only place I can live anymore. The rest of this stuff, this nonsense is, is, is driving me bad. You know what? I'm going to go way off on a different tangent. So, ah, forget it. I'm not going to go there. It's, it's too ugly. It's too ugly. Um, so let's go to the full definition of father. I'm, going to tr- I'm trying to get these definitions out of the way so I can, just, I can just talk. It's already 32 minutes past the hour. Full definition of father. A man who has begotten a child, the word is sire, S-I-R-E. Now, if I go to sire real quick, um, it says, used formally to address a man of rank or authority, such as a king or lord. Oh, now it's getting interesting. A male parent of some animals, such as dogs and horses. The full definition of sire is either father, male ancestor, forefather. Oh, here we go. Now, now that's kind of interesting. 
our forefathers. How many of your friends, especially in a patriot community, talk about their forefathers? Now, what is that? I mean, seriously, what are you claiming? What position are you claiming when you claim that, that the guys that wrote the Constitution or wrote some other paper is your father? What position are you claiming? Is it reality at any level? How about this one? De, uh, sire is the definition for author or originator. Remember, sire falls under father. So an author, an author, you know, I, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out at you. I have in front of me right now the, the Revised Standard Version of the Holy Bible. And, and what's funny is authors, people that write literature, if they want to have control over the literature, if they want to have all the rights attributable to their, their product, to their property, they get copyrights. That's the only way you can control your property, literary property, is through a copyright. I'm, I'm looking at a Bible that was presented to Kurt Kallenbach by Salem Lutheran Church, Rockford, Illinois, Rally Sunday, September 9th, 1973, by Pastor E. Lavelle. Um, so this, this, this particular Holy Bible was presented to me at 13 years old. What's really weird about this is it says the Old Testament section was copyrighted in 1952. The New Testament section, the first edition, copyrighted in 1946. The New Testament section, second edition, was copyrighted in 1971. Now, who the hell owns a copyright to the Bible? And, and, and my, my question is, is if you believe the Bible is the Word of God, what world do you live in? And whose authority are you under? What father owns the rights? What, hear me on this, what father owns the copyrights to the Bible? There's only one man, and everybody loves him right now. I'm sorry, but for those people that choose the concept of Genesis, as the beginning of the world, they are sadly mistaken. Because Genesis is the beginning of a story. The greatest story ever told. It, even by the people that bring it to us, they're not denying it's nothing more than a story. It's us, these children of God, that choose to believe it's real. It's not. But by the way, Genesis creates a world in which you get to play a role. Is that reality? No. You can see that whoever holds the copyright to that book, or any book for that matter, Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling has all the rights to Harry Potter. And I joke about this incessantly. I can't stop it. I mean, it's easy for me to joke about getting up in the morning and putting on the clothing of Harry Potter, subjecting myself to the author known as J.K. Rowling. You, you, that, that's easy. It's, it's easy to see. But it's very difficult for people to perceive that they're playing the role of Christ every morning when they wake up. The, the sacrifice, the lamb, the lost sheep, because that's what the certificate of live birth represents, the lost lamb. 
So you don't realize it, and, and most people, right, I, I, can't, I can almost hear the phones hanging up right now. I can almost hear them hanging up because nobody, nobody wants to face the truth. Do you realize that everything going wrong on planet Earth right now is because nobody wants to deal with observable, objective reality? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Let's go back to Father. Man, I, I really know how to waste time. Let's see. Uh, back to, oh, capitalized, God, God. So a father can be God, and this is, by the way, this is capitalized. And it says the first person of the Trinity. But So I, I just look, I just, I, I'm now at Webster's uh, definition for God. Here it is. Capitalized, the supreme or ultimate reality. Okay, I can live with that. The supreme or ultimate reality. But let's go on. It says the being, capital B, perfect in power, wisdom, and goodness, who is worshipped as creator and ruler of the universe. Well, just remember, just so you know, the word universal means Catholic. Just so you know. Now, one more. Christian science says the incorporeal divine principle ruling over all eternal spirit, infinite mind. But look at number two. A being or object believed to have more than natural attributes and powers and to require and to require human worship. It says, one controlling a particular aspect or part of reality. Okay, my physical body is real. It's, 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 it, it exists in the world of substance, my physical body, my DNA, my biology is physical substance. Now, now here we go. Here we go. One controlling a particular aspect or part of reality. What controls my body? My spirit. My spirit controls my body. And it says, the supreme or ultimate reality. My spirit is the only thing that moves my body. With my spirit in my body, my body is the instrument through which the will of God is acted. The spirit is evidence of God. My physical body is the instrument through which the will of God is, is, is manifest. I mean, I, I don't know if God ever wants a beer, but I, I know that <laughs> the instrument of God occasionally drinks a few. <laughs> uh, I, I want to I go somewhere with that real quick, because it's important that people understand that last thing I just said. Okay. Those two worlds I talk about, the one real world, the world of reality, the thing where, I mean, it says one controlling a particular aspect or part of reality. The spirit inside my physical body is God. My body is the temple. It's the house of the holy. But look at this. You're wondering what the hell is going on in those courtrooms. You're, I mean, even if they're ecclesiastical, even if, the, even if Rome is actually ruling those courtrooms, look what, look what the Pope said in Unum Sanctum, uh, November 18, 1302, Pope Boniface the, the VIII. Look what he said. He said... And I quote, the spiritual man judgeth of all things, and he himself is judged by no man. It says the spiritual man, the man that is spirit-filled, that has God within him, the thing, the, God being life, the very thing that gives you life. But look at the rest of this. It, it, this is where it gets very interesting. 
He says, unless he, therefore, whoever resists this power, thus ordained by God, resists the ordinance of God. Unless he invent, like Manichaeus, two beginnings, which is false, and judged by us heretical. In other words, two beginnings. I talked about this last time. Since according to the testimony of Moses, it is not in the beginnings, but in the beginning. Beginnings, plural? No. But in the beginning that God created heaven and earth. And here it is. Furthermore, we declare, we proclaim, we define that it is absolutely necessary for salvation that every human creature be subject to the Roman pontiff. So they're differentiating the spirit-filled man, i.e. baby, firstborn, from the creature, the human creature, that beast, that monster, that thing that, 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 that after birth, that is subject to the Roman pontiff because it is devoid of soul. It's, it, it's without Christ. Which is what, and the pontiff is what? The vicar of Christ. He's the stand-in. So for those creatures that, don't, that are lacking to Christ, they need some other Christ or stand-in for Christ, i.e. the Pope, to, to, to step in, to intervene for its salvation, not yours. That second coming, that second birth, is the sacrifice. It's the, it's the lamb. It's the thing that, they, that they're using globally for your salvation. But you don't need it if you're spirit-filled. If you're, spirit, if you're using the, the eternal life, if you're using the corporate character, obviously you're devoid of spirit. So you don't fall under the uh, he himself is judged by no man. That other thing, mm, they're the ones that are tying up the courts. Okay, let, let's just keep going. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, look at this. Uh, a, a person or thing of supreme value, of supreme value. Uh, how many people? I, it's going to be hard to tell, and, and I really mean no offense to anybody, because we don't, but, but since we don't take care of ourselves anymore, we don't take care of the temple. We don't take care of our bodies. We eat shit, we smoke, we do all kinds of stuff. And, but we don't take care of the very thing that houses the Spirit of God. And it says, a person or thing of supreme value. I would say that we don't value our very beingness, because how could we? How could we? And you know what? Let's go back to that Father's Watch. If, if our physical bodies are supposed to be under our care, if our DNA is supposed to be under our care, I would say we're failing in our, in our, in our watch. I would say that we're failing miserably because we're not doing anything to take care of, of that temple of that instrument. Okay, let's, uh, let's go back. I'm, I'm not getting very far tonight, am I? <laughs> okay, um, look at this. So uh, back to father. One related to another in a way suggesting that of a father to child, an old man as a respectful form of address. Um, a pre-scholastic Christian writer accepted by the church as an authoritative witness to its teaching and practice, also called the church father. Um, one that originates or institutes. Um, the word source. Source. How, how many people, you know, the, 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 the New Agers are out there, they, they, they talk about creators and all that stuff, but they always say they go, go back to source. The concept of source. 
Well, that's a definition for father. Now, if, if, again, if you believe in the story, the greatest story ever told, then your father, by default, is somewhere else. It's in some other realm, some other world. Okay? Uh, let's keep going on father. A priest of the regular clergy. clergy. A priest especially as a title. Now, I've been, t- I've been saying for years that the uh, Curtis Richard Kallenbach is the name or the vestment, the clothing, the garb of a parson, Roman Catholic, a Roman Catholic parson, somebody watching over Catholic, Catholic properties. It's, it's, it's the very thing. It's, it's the outfit. It's the suit, whatever you want to call it, that, makes, that, that, that pulls you into that world. If you're wearing the clothing of their character, the character within their story, then you're subject to it. But look at the word father. It says a priest of the regular clergy, or used especially as a title. A title. Curtis Richard Kallenbach, uh, upper and lower case, is a title. I believe Curtis Richard Kallenbach is, is the character born to watch over um, church property. It's the parson. Let's see what else we got here for Father. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. I'm, I, 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 early this year, I, let me see what date that is, somewhere around April or May of this year, and I talk about it occasionally, my son got, in, got into some trouble uh, just, just west of Madison, Wisconsin. He was driving home one night, and believe me, I don't care about driving versus traveling, so I don't want to hear anybody ever, ever bring up that garbage in my, in my presence, ever, because it's not valid. Um, my son was driving home from work, and he got pulled over for pa- crossing the center line. And um, the, the deputy sheriff or whatever issued him a D, uh, what is it, a driving while, uh, D, not DUI, driving, DW, oh, driving while impaired, DWI. And, and, and impaired means that he could have been tired. He just shouldn't have been behind a wheel. I don't care what happened. But anyway, so my son called me. He may have even spent the night in jail that night. But what, what's sad is that uh, um, he calls me and he says, here's what happened, Dad. And I said, okay, let me – he said, Dad, yeah, I'm his father. Anyway, um, I said, let me try to take care of this, son. I, 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 let, me, let me try. So I write a bunch of letters and uh, give him 10 days to respond. I get nothing back. Um, I write a bunch more letters 10 days later. I get no response. Uh, no, nobody, nobody writes me back. Nobody says anything. Nobody even acknowledges me because I'm in a different world. Anyway, so I write a third letter. Now, this time I decided to bring in their leader, the pope. Now, it doesn't matter which pope, but, but I, I decided to use um, a document that was written uh, in the late 1880s called uh, Rerum Navarum, the encyclical of Pope Leo XIII on capital and labor. And inside that document, this is about, I don't know, 17 pages long, but inside that document, the Pope lays out exactly a father, the position of a father in a family. And so I use the words of the Pope 
and here and that's this is right out of Rerum Navarum. I put these words in the le- the last letter to the diocese, the Catholic diocese chancellor in my own county. Not even in and this is Illinois. Um, my son was up in Wisconsin, Green County or wherever he was. But I wrote here's what I wrote. I mean, actually, I didn't write it. I, this is verbatim out of um, Rerum Navarum. <clears throat> it is the most sacred law of nature that a father should provide food and all the necessaries for those whom he has begotten. And similarly, it is natural that he should wish that his children, who carry on, so to speak, and continue his personality, that's his name, by the way, his personality, should be by him provided with all that is needful to enable them to keep themselves decently from want and misery amid the uncertainties of this mortal life. Now, in no other way can a father affect this except by the ownership of productive property, which, can be tr- which he can transmit to his children by inheritance. A family no less than a state is, as we have said, a true society. So they're calling a family a society governed by an authority peculiar to itself. That is to say, by the authority of the father. Now, they, it's funny because they don't really identify what family they're talking about. Now, is that the Catholic family, or is it the family of Kallenbach? <laughs> you see, that's how these guys write things, is they write it so they can use it in their direction if they have to. But, it, but, but, but anyway, it says, a family, no less than a state, is, as we have said, a true society governed by an authority peculiar to itself, that is to say, by the authority of the Father, and it goes on to say, paternal authority can be neither abolished nor absorbed by the state, for it has the same source as human life itself. The child belongs to the Father and is, as it were, the continuation of the Father's personality, name, house, whatever you want to call it. And speaking strictly, the child takes its place in civil society, not of its own right, but in its quality as a member of the family in which it was born. And for the very, for, and for the very reason that the child belongs to the father, it is, as St. Thomas Aquinas says, before it attains the use of free will, under the power and the charge of its parents. I wrote that, and I'll be damned. My son, I, and by the way, I got no response. I got no response from anybody. So there's these three letters over the course of, let's say, 45 days. So my son got something in the mail, and um, he's afraid. He says, Dad, you know, whatever you did didn't work. And I, and I said, well, and he's 23 years old. And I said, well, go do whatever you think you need to do. You know, go take care of it. So he ended up hiring an attorney. Now, we all know, anybody that really knows, that an attorney puts you directly in the line of fire and that is in the District of Columbia, subject to their jurisdiction as well as their, you becoming a charity case, an orphan or a foundling child or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so he does all, he jumps through all the hoops, does, pays the extra money, does everything that the attorney says, he signs all the agreements, does every single thing that they ask him to do, and he calls me up when it's all said and done, and he goes, Dad, it's over, it's handled, I only had to pay this much more money, and you know, I don't, I, no points on my insurance, and... And uh, all this other stuff, he was, I, but you know what, I was proud of him. He's a 23-year-old kid, he handled it. He even, he even didn't even hire the first attorney. He, he interviewed three different attorneys. Not that it matters, <laughs> but, but he did, and he found one that he actually could work with. 
So the point is, is that he got it all done. He was, he's all excited. He handled it. About five or six weeks later, he calls me up again. Now, I did talk to him in the meantime. It's not like I don't have a, I'm estranged from my son. You know, I actually talk to him all the time. But he calls me about, about five, six weeks later, and he says, Dad, the, the attorney just called me. I said, ah, now what? I'm thinking, now what are they going to do? Now that you've agreed to all this stuff, what are they changing? How, what more hoops do you have to jump through? And he says, yeah, it's kind of weird, but the attorney said that the case was dismissed. I said, wait a minute here. Didn't you do all the stuff that you were supposed to do? And he goes, yeah. Well, didn't you already sign all the agreements and everything? Yeah. I said, well, how does it get dismissed after the fact? He goes, I don't know. Well, I do know. Because what happened was, is they finally took the letters that should have been dealt with long before the case was ever completed, because I was outside. I was in reality acting as a biological father with his own family, not subject to the state or any other family. And when, they finally, when these papers finally got to where they needed to go, they had to dismiss the case because they had no jurisdiction. In fact, if I can find it here, um, I'm actually going to read, read uh, the actual document. Let me see if I can find it, where it actually shows that uh, the case was dismissed. This is after the fact. Now, I talked to a buddy of mine that was a, a federal prosecutor. Not that I have a whole lot of federal prosecutor friends, but um, he said, Kurt, that don't happen. Cases don't get dismissed after the fact. They don't. So let me find this real quick, and, and, and I'm running out of time anyway, but I just wanted to tell that story because what I'm getting at is I, as the father, my watch, I have all the authority over reality in my own family, over reality. I have no authority whatsoever, none, zero authority in that other world because the other world, the greatest story ever told, could be one world. In other words, the Pope has the, all the authority over that family. He's the father of that family. He, what, remember, your dad said it, my dad said it, every dad says it. You, you live under my roof, you go by my rules. So when you're under uh, the, the, uh, the, the arch of the, of the church, when you're living in, with the, uh, under the care of the church or under the father, the, 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 the priest or, or the pope, you go by his rules. Canon law, whatever, it doesn't matter. You go by his rules. If you live under the Capitol Dome, if you live on, but if you if if your state if the state is your father, you go by United States Code or or any of these of this other garbage, the public law or whatever. It doesn't even matter what it is. The point is, is that you've chosen another another family, another father, and that father is protecting his child. Remember, you get to choose. Let me. Okay, I think I found it. Hang on a second. I'm curious. To, I'm, I'm wondering if there's anybody left on this call. <laughs> okay, let me, Alex. Okay, here's here's the actual um, the the dismissed. Here it is. Now, if people ask me if I've gone back and tried to recover some of the money that that was was spent on the on this stuff, um, and I say no. Because right now I'm not in, I'm not interested in um, 
pursuing that kind of garbage. I'm, my only thing is to find my way back home into reality and, and have all the nonsense stripped away, all the character, the clothing of all this stuff that isn't mine. Okay, so here it is. Wisconsin Circuit Court, um, this is the online. It says, uh, charge detail, the def- defendant was charged with the following offense. It was uh, OWI. Uh, it was on May 21st of, this, of 2015. Um, action. Action, 10-19-215, so October 19th, there was a finding of this. Remember, this is after he signed everything. i got to hurry up because i only got a couple minutes left. Dismissed on prosecutor's motion. Prosecutor's motion. And finally, I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave. Here's the thing. Remember God. The concept of God is not biblical. It's not biblical. Um... The Securities Act, Securities and Exchange Act of 1933 and 34. There's something really weird about this, and I just want to I want to get into this real quick um, before we take a break uh, for and before we start taking questions. The First Amendment. The First Amendment. This, this think about this, folks. The First Amendment says Congress shall make no law, no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. An establishment of religion. The house of the holy is your physical body. Everybody in the world agrees to that. That's the establishment of religion. Congress shall make no law. No law. No legislation at all should apply to the man. It doesn't. It already doesn't. It already doesn't. And it even agrees, the Pope agrees with that position. He says, the spiritual man judgeth of all things, and he himself is judged by no man. Even the Roman Catholic Church agrees. The First Amendment and, 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 and Unum Sanctum agree that the living man is not judged by another man. A spirit-filled man is not judged by another man. So what the hell's going on in these courtrooms? Sedeke Vi, 1666. When a man proves life, he's revested with his title. So even the British bankers agree. But you've got to be alive. You, have, you cannot take on this eternal life, this nonsense, this, this salvation position, this, this decedent that needs to be revived or, or, or redeemed from hell or the exchequer's office. Let me see if there's one last thing if, that I missed. Boy, that kind of went fast. I, I, <laughs> I didn't. So let me see. If, if there, oh, wait a minute. Look at this. This is out of the Securities Act of 1933. Any security issued by a person organized and operated. Security. Remember, your father's watch. This is an issue of national security. The birth certificate is a promise to pay. It's a guarantee. You will actually put all your productivity, your use of fruct goes to the greater good. But here's what the Securities Act of 1933 says. Any security issued by a person organized and operated exclusively. This is, I, I forgot something here. This is actually exclusion. Um, this, this, this is what's excluded. From all, um, from, from IRS issues, from all taxation, everything, this is one of the exclusions. Any security issued by a person organized and operated exclusively for religious, educational, benevolent, fraternal, charitable, and reformatory purposes, and not for pecuniary profit, and no part of the net earnings of which injures or inures, 
to the benefit of any person, private stockholder or individual, or any security of a fund that is excluded from the definition of an investment company under blah, 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 blah. The point is that if it's a, if it's a person organized and operated for religious, educational benevolent, and all that stuff, charitable, that is what I'm talking about. Your, your physical existence is the temple. You are the caretaker. You're the father of that child. You're, 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 that's it. You're it. And if you, if you defer to the state, yeah, you take care of me. Or you defer to the church, yeah, you take care of me. You're going to get your ass kicked by everybody because you're placing your life as a burden upon everybody. That's communism. That's communism. And let me – I'm not even going to go there tonight. So – I guess, I guess, is that, is that all I got? Um, so, you know, I guess, I guess the, question, it's, it's, that, the question is begged at this point, really, ultimately, for all of us. It's a question that we all have to answer for ourselves. <laughs> who, who is your daddy? Thank you, Kurt. This concludes the foundational content portion of tonight's call. Next up, we're moving into the Q&A segment for those of you who have questions about tonight's presentation. If you have a question, please push star 6-1 on your phone. Again, star 6-1 and one on your keypad to enter the question queue. Kurt will be taking questions on tonight's presentation in the order they are received until we run out of time. So kick back and relax for a couple more minutes, and Kurt will be back with us soon. Up in about a minute is the Q&A segment of the call. If you have a question for Kurt, just push star 6 and 1 to enter the question queue. Kurt will be taking questions in the order they are received until we run out of time. Let's run that chorus one more time.
Hey, Kurt, are you back? I am, and I mean that. <laughs> hey, Kurt, I am. Here? I am here, <laughs> always. That's right. Uh, okay, well, your first question comes from 570-7892. Are you with us, caller? 570-7892. All right. Um, we'll try... Five six three zero one four five. Yeah, Kurt, this is John from Davenport, Iowa. Larry Bell was arrested today. Hello? Yeah, can Hello. you hear me now? Yeah, I, yeah, you're back. Okay. Uh, this is John from Davenport, Iowa. Larry Bell was arrested today. He has filed your waiver into the case, and he also filed it into the county recorder's office here in Scott County. Uh, I think he has initial appearance tomorrow, 7.30 to 8. What can be done for him? Well, I, and I'm, I'm trying to be clear about this. I, I don't even know, and, and, and I don't practice law or, or, or give any advice. I'm just saying that the, the reason the waiver works when it does work, it's because it's the last word. That's what I've discovered, that if it's the last word, if, 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 you, if, if you file something in, let's say you're filing something into a case, the waiver into a case, but they require a cover sheet. I want you to think about that. You get the, so you, you, you have this waiver, and then they require a cover sheet. But what is the cover sheet doing? It's, it's actually the last word. It covers up the waiver, and now, now they have you sign this other document, this other cover sheet, as a, as, as a character again. I'm, I'm getting some feedback here. But, so you can, see, you can see where the problem arises, is that it has to be the last word. The last word has to be, and I waive all claims without God. That, that's it. And then you've got to stand on it. But, again, if there's a cover sheet or if there's something else that comes in after it, like you saying something dumb, now the last word is something dumb. So I don't really know about Larry's situation, and I, I believe I covered the word situation tonight, but I don't know what to do for anybody. I, I don't know why he's there. Um, all I know is... The last word removes jurisdiction. It removes jurisdiction, but it has to remain the last word. So if the, if the physical piece of paper, the waiver, is put on top and it's a thing, when they open up that file, by the way, the word files is, 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 is wrong. It's a bad word to begin with. But if you have to file something, you have to file something. When you put the waiver in, it has to be the very top document. And if it gets covered up by something by, like a cover sheet or something else, it's no longer the last word, and you've readmitted to a different character. So that, that's the best I got on that particular matter. Well, when he called me, he said he, he does have a certified copy of, your, of the waiver with him, so we'll see what happens. Thanks. And, and, and you know what? The best thing he can do is say it. Say the, say the waiver, you know, from the beginning, with God as my witness, I, Curtis, 
A true man of God, acknowledge all blessings given by God, repent all transgressions against God, and waive all claims without God. If he can say that, and then say, I stand on these words. You know, and, and again, it has to come from the heart. You know? It has to come from the heart. If he will probably be able to call, tomorrow be the initial appearance, he'll set a hearing date. If at that if after tomorrow, will he still be able to stand on that? So I could tell him just to stand on that. Let me let me tell you a, a, a similar situation. I'll, let me explain a similar situation. A guy I don't know personally, but he called me up and he asked me. He said he has to go into court. Let's just say tomorrow, even though it was about three months ago or whatever. He, he, he went into court. He put a waiver in, but he showed up. So his, again, his appearance negated or confused the court because the, his actions buried the last words being the waiver. So when he shows up, he confused the court by his action. His action buried the words. Now, he spoke the words but what happened was, is because the judge couldn't do anything with him, he had no jurisdiction, they rescheduled. So what he did in that case, because he did appear the first time, when it was rescheduled, he put another waiver in and didn't show up. The case was dismissed. That's just, I'm just telling you of a, of a very specific case. Okay, they, he found out they had a warrant out for him for driving while barred. So he had somebody go down there and put that waiver in, and that was it, and he thought the case was dismissed. He thought that would be the end of it, just like you said, but he was arrested today, and he was charged with felony failure to appear on that original warrant in July, and he's never been arrested on that or never noticed. I don't understand how they could do it, but they did. Well, and, and there's all kinds of different actions going on out there. I mean, there's, there's so many different jurisdictions at this point. But remember, they're all fictions. That's why when, when America wakes up, America is completely godless. Every man, woman, and child in America is godless because they chose this nonsense. They chose to live through an eternal life, you know, a sacrificial eternal life, a, a gift that they've taken for granted. And that eternal life is a dead man. And, and that, it belongs to somebody else anyway. So when you choose that path, when you, you've subjected yourself to the copyright holder of that world, and they're not nice people. They've never been nice people. Remember, the, the people that own the copyright to that particular subject, that book, they're the ones that, that, that were sending out the, uh, the Spaniards to, to mass murder and torture people all over Europe. These are the people that actually own the, the, the story, the world that everybody lives in right now in their minds. Remember, that story is the prison for your mind. And, t- and we think that it's the word of God. It, it, it is, because remember, God can be an author. Just by Merriam-Webster's definition. So I, the, America's godless because they've chosen to believe in something erroneous. Something that, in other words, objective reality has been thrown out the window. We don't live in reality anymore. And we're being punished for it. And by the way, for people that really want to know what's about to happen, 2013, Pope Francis um, put out a, a document 
what is it called? Some a papal bull or something. And he actually identified all the all the true criminals. And believe me, that birth certificated person, that parson, that one that's operating that uh, that official capacity, that's one of the criminals. So the people that are living through these birth certificated persons or operating these birth certificated persons are criminal, even according to the Pope. And they, they they're the ones that established it. So. It's, it, hell, all hell is about to break loose for people that want to continue to live in that nonsense to believe that book to be the, 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 the world. That, the Genesis is not the beginning of reality. It's the beginning of a fiction. Remember that even biologically, the zygote, when, 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 when that little piece of you splits off, when it splits off and it becomes part of the afterbirth, that's the splitting of the atom. That's it. That's the, the atomic age, 1935, same year as Social Security. I know it seems crazy, but sadly it all fits. It, it, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't really have any answers, really, and never really do. It's, it's just shocking when things really I, – I, I worry about everybody, you know, everybody, because everybody's getting the shaft. So, am I talking to myself? Nope, nope, thank you. Go ahead and keep That's okay, I just couldn't hear anything. Except for the voices in my head. Is he complete? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, uh, your next caller is 916-1089. Hello. Uh, hi, this is uh, Kevin in, um, I don't know, northern Idaho. Um, so I, I have a, a question. Um, I, I tried to find my, well, I got the certificate of live birth, but the short form, the birth certificate, I, I've heard they're supposed to be both. Um, is that known to be a true fact in all states, or am I incorrect? You know, can you hear me okay? Y yes. Okay. Um I don't think so. I, I mean, in Illinois, the, the, the certificate of live birth emanates from the county. That's where it begins. And then the state of Illinois, or whatever it is, creates a birth certificate. So in Illinois, there's a COLB and, and, a, and a BC. Um, okay. I know California only has one document. Okay. Um, the, the, the Western states, are, they really could be a little bit different. But I, I really don't know. I only know Illinois. Okay. I'll, I'll check again with the state. I checked with the uh, – I got – when I got my birth certificate for authentication, I, I started with this, the state, you know, Department of Health, whatever it is. Um, and they had the same thing as the county, essentially. So I, I, and then I called the county and asked, and, which might have been kind of a bonehead thing to expect a real answer. I was just wondering if I should, like, contact – the Catholic diocese or something where I, you know, I was born in. <laughs> oh, you were you were born in a diocese? <laughs> well, I was, you, you know what I mean. I'm joking. I'm I was joking. actually Catholic at, at one time. Excuse, excuse me. Well, for saying. I'm glad you escaped. Yeah, I, yes, my parents and our whole family escaped. Luckily. Um, you know, I, I don't, again, <laughs> I don't know. Every, every place is different. I don't, I'm not even sure ultimately 
let me let me just be upfront. All this other stuff that that we've attempted over the course of time, um, authentications and stuff like that. Remember that an authentication, all it does is basically give you possession of what is legally recognized as an original. That's uh-huh. all it does. Um, but it's still an enemy of the state. <laughs> so now the sure. enemy of the state is in your hands instead of being housed at the State Department. Sure. <laughs> so ultimately I think we have, to, we have to find a way to give it back to its mama. And I believe when it comes down to it, and I really haven't discussed this at length with anybody yet, I think what you're going to end up doing is returning, uh, and I, I haven't said this out loud, but I'm about to, you give back their, their character, i.e. the certificate of, authenticated certificate of live birth, that's the character, and you give back the script for that character, which is something most people will never, ever be able to do because it's so ingrained. The script is the Bible itself. You have to give the character and its world back to its origin, point of origin. Uh-huh. And that's, for, for, for me, that would be Winnebago County or whatever. And that's kind of where I think it's going to go. I cannot make a claim. If I make a claim on the character, I, I, I claim the world. If I claim the world, I claim the character. So I'm damned if I do. I'm, you know what I mean? Yep. I think that to get you, in order to get out of... Put it this way, the greatest story ever told, it's like an umbrella. Everything under that umbrella, all other fictions, including all governments, all uh, republics, everything falls underneath the greatest story ever told. So when you give back their script, you give back all the fictions at one time. Uh-huh. I, that's, that's what, that, I, I haven't really said that out loud, but now I, apparently I have. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> so, so you're—I I mean, it sounds like you're you're kind of still evolving on your sort of thought and your process, whatnot. Well, yeah. Well, it's always it's always a work in process because, like I said years ago, the, when I when I escape, and, and and I mean I truly escape, you'll never hear from me again. In fact, anybody uh-huh. that's talk anybody that's out there talking right now and claiming anything. They're they're still in. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to shut the hell. I mean, I'll I'll leave all kinds of breadcrumbs, but but when I'm done, I'm, I'm done. Right. So, you know, well, at least I know that much. So I'm trying to follow. Like, you know, you have some some old stuff you don't do anymore. If I could use a simple phrase to, if you can understand what I mean there, right? You have others like you. You have. Revocation of, of election, that one, is, is that still something that, you know, some... well, Yeah, now let's think about that. I mean, that, that is the closest you can get to, by, to stripping off um, an erroneous character. That's about as mm-hmm. close as you can get by revoking the election to, to, to that office, to that position. That's uh-huh. about as close as you can get. What it does is it removes that official capacity that subjects you to the, basically the IRS. You're no longer the, the, the secret agency collecting revenues upon your own um, labor. But, uh, but there's more to it than that, right? There's, um, oh, you mean I the other know. documents that I annexed to it? 
Well, that and um, I don't know. It just it seems too easy. That seems so easy. Revocation well, of election, bam. You know. Well, it, it 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 funny thing is is that it actually works for people that know what they're doing. Um, yeah. it, seriously, it does. The, the IRS, if you, if you know what you're doing, will leave you alone because they don't have any rights. But they're they're getting meaner and meaner. I, I don't even think at some point it's, they're going to throw the whole damn thing out and just come after everybody. Sure. Oh yeah, I I, I see that coming. Sure. Yeah, we're real close because, you know, but, but, again, I said this six years ago, and I was screaming it in that first season of Treason thing. We mm-hmm. are doing it to ourselves. Sure, I participate. I mean, our, our, our grandpas, our dads, our moms, our aunts, our uncles, our judges and cops, and we're doing all this stuff to each other. Yes. And until we wake up and realize we're not the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, all we have to do is stop doing the things that we know are wrong. Right. Yeah, it really is easy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, okay. Um, so I'm just trudging on, going to file a waiver in my county and things like that and just... Uh, you don't have anything going wrong right now, do you? No. Um, Good. Oh, I mean, I have, yeah. I probably have warrants out for me in other states and suspended <laughs> license and stuff like that, but nothing well, really. I would, yeah, I would think that. I haven't murdered anybody or anything. <laughs> but, it's, but it's the equivalent, though. It's all commercial crime, right? It's only while you're wearing the clothing of their character. That's why, like I said, if if... If the waiver becomes the last word, and and then you don't dick it around, you know, right? Um, you, you stand on it. They they can't force you to claim something that's harmful. I, I joke about. Listen, if you were out there, if you were if you were a drowning man, and 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 I and I was in a big old powerboat because I was extremely wealthy, and, and, and because I just want to be anyway. So I'm, I'm, I ride up, I look at you, you're drowning, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I have a thousand pound solid gold anchor. And there you are, and, I, and I'm thinking, man, look, I'm going to give this guy a gift. And okay. I, and I, I throw the anchor over, and you're thinking, God, that thing's solid gold. Let right. me, let me ask you something. Am I saving you by handing you a thousand pound solid gold anchor while you're trying to swim? Nope. No, so a gift, a true gift cannot be harmful. I, I can't say that I'm helping you while I'm giving you this, sol- this solid gold, this, this, this wonderful gift. And that's what the birth certificate is. It, 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 it's a killer. It, it's yeah. something that some people might think is a gift, but it's a gift that keeps on giving, and it's the only gift that will put you in jail. Well, you know, it seems like there's, there's some other gifts, like Federal Reserve notes and Many things that are so easy to, you know, reach out and grab onto without realizing what you're doing. Well, but the Federal Reserve note, I mean, a lot of people think that that's the thing that gets you into this maritime admiralty law because it's like an international situation. But no, the Bible itself is the ultimate international problem. It's a copyrighted work that is overseas. So when you lay claim to anything to do with that, that, that Genesis story this direction, um, 
it's it's copyrighted and it's international. So you're already everybody in the world that believes any of that nonsense or even doesn't rebut it is already subject to Admiralty uh, Maritime. Oh, it's the whole That's... story. It's the whole shooting match. You got to give away that fiction. The whole world. You got look at even Gen even uh, what is it? Revelation. Revelation is is the revealing of the truth. And it's the end of that world. When the truth is revealed, the world ends. Not, not the physical world, that bullshit world that they created starting with Genesis. Huh. That's the world that ends. The nonsense ends when we wake up. Mm. Remember, Dorothy went to Oz when she got a bump on the head and lost consciousness. We ended up in Oz, i.e., that world, the greatest story ever told, when we accepted that it was real. Mm -hmm. Wow. Man, I'm, I am ultimately the bearer of bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I just want reality to, to reign. I want reality yeah. to come back to this world. Right. Well, it's 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 hard to um, it it's hard to step away. It's hard to walk away sometimes. For for many reasons, for many people, for many reasons. Well, ultimately, it comes down to um, responsibility. You see, right. the, the 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 scary part is is I you know I'm responsible for my family, just like it says in 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 you know Rerum Navarum, the father is supposed to be responsible. Now, the problem with this is that we, we, we've chosen wrong fathers. You know, the state right. or the church or, 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 or the, the, the Catholic institution, they all have different forms of families and different heads of family. Mm -hmm. In other words, father. But in reality, there's only one father. So, uh, and, and what happened in 1935 is that the, even in reality, the one father stepped away or abdicated his responsibility by accepting Social Security. That was, that, so sins of the father are, are, are now visited on four generations. I mean, look at the Pope even did what? Uh, some jubilee that started in, in November or, or December of 2015, almost 80 years to the day after the sins of the father began in 1935. 80 years, four generations of 20, almost to the day. Well, but I wasn't even aware of that. <laughs> yeah. I try to stay away from TV, but and yet still stay up on the real news. But anyway, all right. Yeah, I don't well, know thanks. where that is. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Kurt. Um, I, I wish you luck, and then I wish myself luck. I guess. Hope yeah, we yeah, all me too. We all need it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Right. Bye bye. All right, Kurt. There's a a lot of people in the queue, so I don't know. You can move them swifter to get to more people, but anyways, our next uh, caller we're, we'll try two six nine one seven five eight again. They're still in the queue. Are you with us? Hey, Kurt. This is Bob out here on Michigan. How you doing? Hey, Bob. Hey, I just want to say one that the Department of Justice on March 14th sent out a letter to all 6,500 municipalities in the United States that are private corporations 
basically telling them that they can't run debtors' prisons. I don't know if you're aware of that, but that's just something that... I am now. Yeah, yeah, if you look online, Loretta Lynch, March 14th, I think, is when that letter went out. And I also listen to you a lot. You know, I understand that the certificate of live birth is nothing more than the juristic person that we, you know, is really trapping us. But I, I listen to you talk about reality and, you know, objective reality. And, and you know, I, I also listen to you as well as, like, this guy Neville Goddard sometimes and, like, reality versus reality is imaginational and how we can actually project ourselves, you know, in, into the present by basically using our imaginations to basically have a, you know, a good outcome in the situation. I mean, does that sound like anything you've understood or read? Because, I mean, basically, you know, it's it's kind of like those ideas and thoughts that you charge, you know, and you think about in your subconscious, you just keep, if you keep, pondering upon those things are going to, that's going to create your reality for you. So if you actually start thinking about positive thoughts, charging your positive thoughts right before you go to sleep and charge those thoughts that you want your reality to be, you can have a much better outcome. That, at least oh. that's where my journey has kind of taken me. It's, well, you know, you know and, and that, that's, that's cool stuff. I don't really talk about a lot of that kind of stuff, but here's the thing. You know, there, there's the, the idea of... Um, what, 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 there was a book that came out a few years ago. What was it? The uh, uh, the gravity. What is it when you're when you're drawn? Uh, what is that? Uh, the law of attraction. The law of attraction. Now people don't understand really what that means. Listen, I'm going to simplify the law of attraction. I'm a golf nut. Okay, I, I've played golf since 1971. And I love the game. When I'm driving down the highway, I can see a golf course that's five miles off the road, you know, just because it's in my mind. It's, it's top of the mind type stuff. But look at this. If I want to meet a bunch of golfers, the last place I'm going to go is a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. So what's the, I mean, the law of attraction is if I'm doing what I love, to, if I'm on a golf course, there's a real good chance I'm going to meet golfers. So if I'm doing something I love to do, do you realize that even the people on this call, the fact that they called in, they're attracted to at least the concept that they thought they were, whether they heard it tonight or not, they were drawn to the call because they, they, something about it. In other words, we, we all have different lives, but they were drawn to this position, this moment in time, because they had a common, a commonality. It, it, the law of attraction, it, it, people, they confuse it with the concept of intent. You know, intent is, is nothing more than unacted upon uh, a, a will, unacted upon. And until you act upon it, the intent just sits out there. It's that old idea that if, 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 if uh, wishes were horses, beggars would ride. You know, everybody gets to do everything they want if, if it was that easy. The point is, is that the law of attraction is real, but it's not the magical real that it's presented as. I mean... When I, again, when I show up at the golf course, I'll be damned if there's not a bunch of other golfers there. And I don't know how, why. That was a joke. <laughs> and, yeah. and so we, we need to stop thinking too, too, too hard about this stuff and, and selling books. You know, if I intend to find $100 on the floor in my wife's shop, there's a real good chance it'll never happen. You know? 
I, I, all the intention in the world doesn't make it so. We have to act upon the intention. That's why, uh, and again, all the nonsense of, we're all co-creators. Listen, the house I moved into was built by a bunch of guys that, that swung hammers and nails and, and, and poured cement. But the guy, even before that, people cut down the trees and, 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 and mined the quarries to get that product. So a whole bunch of things were set in motion long before the house was built. But when I moved into the house, a lot of people had their hands in it. The idea is that an architect took all those materials, or, or even before the materials were there, drew it all up. A lot of people's actions or ideas participate in the outcome. And that's the, that's the concept of co-creation. I mean, I honestly can't do all that stuff to get that house built. Maybe, there are guys that probably could do that, but I doubt it. Where they, I mean, I don't think they're out there mining, you know, felding trees. I, I, I just don't think we're doing it. That's the idea of the sovereign. In fact, even to claim sovereignty is foolish because nobody can do it all. Nobody is all. So uh, unless you actually have a kingdom where everybody is, is subject to you and, and, and your, your wishes and whims and, and will, you, you, you can't claim to be a sovereign because you can't ultimately take care of yourself. And that's, that's why all the sovereignty nonsense has to stop, too. We do need each other. Everybody needs each other, but not in the way we're, we're being force-fed. Uh, I need you to cut loose with your own ideas and present me with the best of you. That's what I need you to do for me. And, 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 and if you have something, if you offer something to me that actually I need, Something that's worth, I mean, whatever it is, a service, a product, if it's something I want because it's exceptional, hell, I'll buy it. I'll pay you for it. But you have to be out there performing at the highest level to, 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 to you know, that's the difference between a pure supply and demand reality as opposed to a communist system where everybody's force-fed a bunch of uh, McDonald's hamburgers or Walmarts. See, we're a third world country because we accept the absolute bottom of the barrel at this point. There's no, in fact, even exceptionalism, uh, exceptionalism is damned. They damn exceptionalism. No, you've got to be the dumbest mofo in your class to, to be the coolest. Man, we're, we're, we're so far behind. We accept the absolute worst from everybody because we don't feel worthy ourselves. That's the whole thing. And now I'm moving my podium away. <laughs> I don't even know how I got here. Well, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it, Kurt. Oh, you're welcome. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Uh, yeah. next, next up is 972-4981. Are you with us? Hello. Hello, Kurt. This is Stan on Dallas, Texas. Hey, I, uh, there, there's a lot of us out here now who have had kids, like I had a kid at home that I delivered because I'm a, a, a doctor, and uh, he does not have a birth certificate, nor does he have a Social Security number, and he, is, he does have a waiver recorded in the county. Um, my question is, how do we take advantage of this situation? How do we proceed with this seeing that he basically was was born on the land? Do I need to contact the Secretary of State or Customs or someone in letting him know that he was 
born on America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. In and and there are a lot of us, Kurt. There are a lot of us out here now that have actually have children with no, with, have not chosen to participate in the birth certificate scam. Oh, look, and, and, and here's the thing. We have trusted at the hospital level, we have trusted that the hospital and the counties would do the right thing, but they didn't. They actually held on to the very information that the state was supposed to get. The state was supposed to receive the, the record of the, the living being. But in 1802 or 1803, Congress made it very clear that the, the, the father ultimately is supposed to notify the state of the arrival of a new, of a new um, child. And, and, and so, I mean, that's, that's lost. That information is lost. I don't, my dad never never went down to the Vital Records of Illinois and said, I have a new baby, a new son, Curtis. My dad never did that. He believed that the hospital, the registrar or the, or the county, or somebody would have done their, what they were supposed to do. But instead, it's called expellatio. They steal your – it's a middleman taking your stuff, your heritage, before you ever receive it. And, 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 and they're saying it's the, it's the father that's supposed to be ultimately responsible to tell the state that they have a child. I don't even know if you can do that anymore. I'm not sure what the mechanism is. I think the mechanism's been lost. You know, we, we've subjected ourselves to this garbage for so long that I'm not even sure how you notify the right state. I mean, which Texas are you talking about? Which Illinois are you talking about? I don't even know that Illinois has somebody in an office where I can go even tell them I have a son. Because yeah, that's the, a good question. Yeah. Where where did Illinois go? This is so it, sickening to me, you know, but it's all nonsense. That's why I think what we have to do is refuse the fiction. I, I'm not talking about this person or, any that, or that person. I'm talking about the whole God-damned story. And I mean it. Well, the only thing I can tell you, Kirk, is there's beginning to be quite a few of us out there that actually have chosen this situation because we knew the birth certificate was wrong. From, well, you know, from the very beginning. I mean, especially as a physician, man, that's that's going against the grain. <clears throat> so, anyway, I just wanted to bring that to your attention and see what your thoughts were. I I I know. I mean, I can. Uh, if you go to Trusting Country, no, you know what? Send me, drop me a note in my email. It's just Curtis Collenbach at Gmail, and I'll send you the. Um, the congressional record that identifies what a father's supposed to have done. Okay, I will. Thank you. You're you're welcome. Yeah, just send me a note, and I'll send I'll send you that uh, PDF. All right, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Yep. Have a good night. All right. Um, next up is seven seven zero seven eight three two. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I, was, I didn't know about Keith Emerson. I'm, I'm a keyboard player. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite a blow for me. Uh, yeah. Keith Emerson, one of my great influences, him and uh, Yeah, he's Liberal. phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, that, that brain salad surgery album was out of control. Yeah, man. My two greats, Keith Emerson and Liberace. <laughs> hey, that's quite a mix. 
Yeah. So <laughs> I'd ask you what you're wearing right now, but that might get kind of goofy. <laughs> well, I have a cape hanging in my closet. <laughs> well, yeah, but you could have been playing for Yes with the cape. I mean, in the oh, 70s. Okay. Yeah, Rick Wakeman, another, another. Yeah, Rick Wakeman uh, played with a cape. Yeah. Well, anyway, what's what's your question? <laughs> well. I we we we've got, we have a, a seminar coming up uh, in Vegas, and the, and the people putting it on, the one the main guy putting it on showed us all your your video this week uh, as a precursor to what we're going to be engaging in. So, uh, your treason three is it? Oh, just an FYI, you know those those videos are five plus years old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you all, I, I actually I actually was familiar with you from just all my other things that I've you know kind of been floating around into and but I was I was watching well let me just I, I don't want to take too much time on to get a lot of people so anyway I'll just cut to the chase I got into a bankruptcy uh, chapter seven and um, because you know I had been steamrolled over in a state case, and they were going to be selling my properties, so I did a, a seven just to save my properties. And uh, you know, because of my positions as far as how banking is done, I decided to put my paperwork as saying that you know I don't really, I, I took all my any creditors off because I figure you know I don't really know I have any creditors unless you want to prove your claim. And so my, my paperwork got kind of really bizarre looking to these people. And so I last week I had to go into like an exam they had. And this, a bankruptcy seven is a, a total liquidation. But, you know, I always thought bankruptcy is for you, so I, I thought that you can just pretty much dismiss a bankruptcy whenever you want to. But when they got a hold of, of my views as far as, you know, how money's created, and I, I got kind of... I kind of got bold with it with them and kind of you know got uh, kind of emotional about it. Um, I've really been worried about you know what they think of me and, and maybe some of my answers didn't seem like they were completely honest and, and the other thing. So now I've really been you know then I discovered your uh, the waiver. And so number one is bankruptcy because it's dealing with the trusts and you know I had the trustee of the United States trustee on, on one line I mean it was extremely intimidating but uh, it, is, is the bankruptcy trust going to be any kind of a different kind of a framework as far as I want to just go ahead and file this into the case this is in Charleston South Carolina these, these people man I've been dealing with these people I mean this it's just so it's such a stretch for me to look at this document, and I, and I understand that I've studied the document, and you know, on several different programs, to where I understand, the doc, I know the document, I can stand on the document, but I can see putting this document in front of some of these good old boy judges, and and really stretch a faith for them to have any clue whatsoever of what that's going to be and how they're going to relate to it. Well, first, b before you get any further into this, there's. The the word or the legal term waiver is absolute dynamite. I mean, right. depending on what direction it's used, I mean, it can bury you or it can save you. Because what they what they count on in every single court case is you waiving reality. 
That's what they count on. You become, you don't realize it, but you're, you're actually a witness against yourself. You, but you waive reality unknowingly. By, by accepting that title or that name or that position, you've waived reality. They actually say it. I mean, you can see it in the, in, in the legal cases. But this is the opposite. This is waiving the unreal. This is letting go of the unreal, the character itself that, that makes you suitable. I mean, there can't be a bankruptcy. The living man can never be bankrupt. Because every day, I mean, I mean here, let, me, let me explain this real quick. I, I, I've done it before. If I, the living man, my neighbor, let's say, is an 80-year-old woman and she wants a whole dog in her yard. So I, I grab my shovel with the instrument of God, my right hand, and I walk over into her yard and I dig the hole. The energy that my physical body put into the hole in real time produced the hole itself. Now the outcome or the manifestation of the hole is the energy that was required is the payment for the creation of the hole. So there's no debt and there's no credit. In reality, in nature, there is no possibility of bankruptcy. There's no credits and no debits. So and that's why I talked earlier tonight about um, today and here, because Again, in nature, the only place man exists, there is no, you cannot pay Tuesday for a hamburger today. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was already thinking even before I ever saw the document. Yeah, it's not, bankruptcy is not possible in the real world. It's not even, and that's that's why um, the concept, uh, even biblically, Remember, the Bible is a piece of literature that you're supposed to learn from. The, the parables and the stories in that thing are wonderful to learn from, but that's all. We're not supposed to actually become characters in the damn story. And, again, only with these weird, fictitious creations, calendars, I mean, shit, the the the, the Mundi calendar that the, that the Jews use is three thousand seven hundred and sixty years in the future from the Anno Domini calendar. They're looking back at all these Christian idiots and going, "Wow, they're lost in time and space." And they're the bankers. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. You know, I have a lot of assets that. They were just they were saying, well, you, you, don't, you don't say when you're dismissing this, because we, we say when you're dismissing it. And we're gonna That's because they, own, they have legal title or administrative authority over that character. You've been using right. their character to earn all your stuff. Right. And, and so, but, but here's the one caveat to that statement. Everybody says, Kurt, but, but if, I, if I find my way to reality, what do I do about my job? I said, who shows up at work every Monday morning for you now? Well, I do. Well, no shit. See, the living man always does everything. Yeah, right. It just depends on who's, whose team you're playing for, whose clothes you're wearing. If, if you're wearing your own, if you actually have a legitimate claim upon your own being, then everything you earn is yours. By the way, when you get rid of all of their characters... This is the beauty of the ultimate reality, is all you're doing is getting rid of the paper. Because everything you earned with the instrument of God, your physical body, is already yours. You do not need to keep paying for it. 
Yeah. That's yeah. the difference in reality. That's why I'm, I'm adamant about the concept of reality. Versus, we do not have to believe in this nonsense and use this garbage anymore, but we have to give up the whole story. We actually have to give up the whole story, not just a piece of it. We can't straddle. You can't have one foot in the grave. The exam, the exam went to the point where my answers were so bizarre and things looked like I was you know, not being honest and like I was lying under perjury and all this whole mind that when I left there, I was so stressed out that I thought that, you know, that I had heard that there's an investigation that they're doing, that it could be going into like some kind of a criminal thing. Just, I, I, my mind just snowballed with it, you know. I, I, I'm, you know yeah, I no, I... That. I, I can imagine, but but the, it's because we're we're confused. We we we're trying to figure out who we are when all we have to do is really just get it, and and relieve right. ourselves of the burden of that character. And and I, I don't know what the waiver can ultimately do, but if the if I got a few things going out there that if if they turn out the way I think they will, um, it's over with. But. The, the 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 thing is is that people have to know a they have to pick up a black's law and they really do have to study the words from a black's law position especially I, I like the fifth edition but you, when you when you see the word when you understand what a waiver is you don't people don't realize it but I, I said this before when 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 you put that waiver in remember that. It's the property they're in, they're administrating over property of of somebody that is lost, presumed dead. So they're administrating ultimately over your property. And and the funny thing is, is that when you waive such claims, let's just say you get a speeding ticket. When you go into the courtroom, but you have the waiver in there, when you're waiving your rights. You're waiving your right to prosecute anybody caught using that property without, without your authority. Well, guess what? The only one that ever uses that property is you. So you're waiving your right to prosecute anybody caught using your stuff. Well, who's the only one that will ever get prosecuted for using your stuff? You. So it's, it's ultimately by forgiving everybody for using your stuff, the only one that needs forgiveness is you, and that's why the prosecutor drops the case, because the owner of the property has waived their right to prosecute somebody caught using their property. You're the owner. You have a right to waive. You have a right huh. to waive. Nobody understands well, that part of this. You're forgiving yourself. Well, I'm just going to throw it in there, man. Make it the last word. Make it the yeah, last no, word. Do, don't do any. If you put that waiver in on something, do not do anything else. Yeah, that that threw me because this is a this is a federal court. You got to have a uh, you know you got to have the the preamble to get it stamped. You can't just you know what I'm saying. Like that would be a separate piece of paper. Yeah, you're gonna. I, I, you know what? And I don't know all these different situations that people find themselves in i don't know how to, to to get something in without it being a having a cover sheet or without this preamble or whatever because remember as soon as you put something fictitious over the top of that waiver you just buried it again under a lie under a lie okay well nothing's written on the paper itself 
the paper itself is pure. It just would have the other paper on top of it. But I, or I won't do that. I'll just, I'll just uh, send it to them the way it is, and then have them stamp it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Make it the last word. That's what you mean by the last word. It's just the, the first, the document on the top. Well, yeah, and and I think of it like like rock, ge- geology. I mean, the rocks on the bottom are the oldest. The ones on the top are the newest. So the, when, when that judge opens up a file, the last word is the first one he sees. Yeah, well, I'll just, I'll just put it on the top and put the cover sheet behind it. There you go. And then, but I still got to get it stamped. I'm going to go get it uh, stamped, and I got to tweak it a little bit. I only just found all this stuff in the last, like, 48 hours. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, my heart goes out to you. You know, hopefully you can, you can get this stuff done. It's, it's scary. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting crazy out there. Yeah, hey, one last question. Um, you're, 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 you're talking about giving the birth certificate back and completely checking out of the whole system. So how are you... Uh, how are you like? How are you interacting as far as like? I noticed I can like make a PayPal payment. To, to, you know, if I want to donate. How you how you got that still going? If you're completely checking out. You don't check. Remember that once I do what I need to do, I own my name. So everything I do in that name now is mine. See, that's what people don't realize is that by giving up their character, by giving up what you think, you, when you think you're giving something up, you're actually retaining only what's yours and what has been yours from the beginning. That's why it's not scary. When you let go of all the stuff you think you have, uh, all you're doing is getting what has always been yours, which is everything you've earned. And then I have a PayPal account. I have a PayPal account. If you want to donate, just donate. Go to Curtis Kallenbach at Gmail. Uh, my point right. is that I don't worry. I don't worry about any of that stuff because I already have invalidated it. It's not, I mean, they can't undo what I've already done. Yeah. I yeah. did it on Good Friday. While everybody else was killing Christ, I, I resurrected him. I, I redeemed him once and for all on, on Good Friday. I, I'll go into that on some other show. <laughs> Well, it's it's nice to initially meet you. I just met you, and um, again, you you were the guy that was the precursor for everything that we're going to be getting into in Vegas this week. I don't know what all that's going to be. Oh, hey, you know what? You, I, I don't know you. What, what your schedule is, but you know, you can always give me a buzz while you guys are together or something. If I can pick up, I will. Yeah, definitely. Give me a, send me an email note. You know, let me know. Uh, you know, give me a. I'll, I'll give you my number or something, my direct number, and you can give me a buzz from there. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to see. You know, I'm sure you'll be enlightened on what we're embarking on. Yeah, I might yell at you. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thanks for All calling. Right. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. One more. Yeah, one more. What? I don't even know what time it is. I'm sitting in my director's chair. Oh, perfect. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, three one three two five seven nine. Are you with us? Yes. This is uh, Myron calling from Michigan. Kurt, hey, Myron. Uh, I really love. I love the conversation. I have a few questions. I'm going to run through. Uh, real okay. quickly, you talk about the father. Uh, which the majority of families in the in, uh, United States are single moms. 
can they do what you're talking about as being a single mom with children? It doesn't mean a dad doesn't exist. See, that's the whole thing that they've created this. By the way, I don't know how to say this, but there are, every family in America is single mom. There are no fathers. They took all the fathers out of the equation with the birth certificate. There are no men left in America because the birth certificated person is female. I, I, I already had that uh, acknowledged at the county level. There are no men, and I, I, I no disrespect, guys, but the birth certificated person is female. They're, all the men have been legally castrated. So you're talking about a biological situation where you're saying there's a lot of single moms. Listen, every family in America is single moms. Whether, they're, whether dad comes home from work or not, they're all single moms. So they, they oh. emasculated America by, by removing the father. The father went to another state. He took his name and he went to D.C. He's Mr. Smith goes to Washington. And he never came home. Okay. And I say that so people, mothers who are losing children and coming and trying to take their children can pretty much apply what you did to your son with your case. They can protect their children. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing is there's always a biological father, no, no matter where, where, where they go. But the problem is, is on paper in America – uh, America's been emasculated. I mean, legally castrated. And there are no men. That's why the state comes in and takes children away because there's no father. That letter that I wrote, I mean, if everybody stood on that rerum navarum, that, 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 uh, I mean, I dug through that and I found those statements where the Pope says the father has all the authority and the state has none. I dug through that and I found that. I said, holy shit, this is it. This is where I get to stand. I, I claim my son. I tell them under no circumstances am I giving them any authority. And you know what? After the, after the case, after my son even signed all the deals, the case was dismissed. It can, we just need to wake up. And you know, that's another thing. We have to actually feel worthy of our, own, of our own existence. That's the number one thing. They keep telling us that we are our brother's keeper. You know what? We, uh, he, biblically, it says, love thy neighbor as thyself, but that implies you love thyself first. You, you have to love yourself. If my wallet's empty, I can't give you anything. If I don't love me, what the hell do you think you're going to get? I actually know what you're going to get because I look around and I see people treating each other like shit because they feel so shitty about themselves. Oh, my okay. God, I just... I must have moved the yes. podium back in front of me again. <laughs> Next question. Uh, we're dealing with the body of the dad, and we're putting it on the foundation of the mom. Are we considered, uh, uh, this is what is equivalent to what's considered to be a state national? You're becoming a state national at that point in time at the end result? I don't or like, you, positive, so I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like using those words at all. Here's the way it works. Dad's name in other words, I called it Father's Watch tonight. Dad's name is the house. Mom's, mom provides the substance or the land. In other words, your body is, is, is the motherland, and your, your father, Dad's name is the house. 
And when those two stay together, you're not a house divided. Just like Abraham Lincoln said, you know, a house divided cannot stand. When, when the divine masculine, the father's name, and the divine feminine, the, the motherland, when those are divided, your, your internal house is divided. Biblically, Christ says the same damn thing. A house divided cannot stand. So, or a house divided against itself cannot stand. So it's the idea that the name of the Father, which is where the heritage, that's, 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 that's the inheritance. What the Pope did, what the Church did, is they stole the inheritance of everybody on planet Earth. They, a lot of people think there's this global, this global trust. Bullshit. That trust only exists because we believe in the nonsense of the Bible. The moment we wake up to reality, we stop believing the Pope is the father of the planet. Man, I, I, but, but let's get back. To, it's the father's last name and the mother's substance. And when, those, when the house and the land stay together, it's called real estate. And real estate is where you have all your rights. That's when the, the name of the father and the physical body, the, the, the gift from mother, the motherland, are one. That is the whole man. By the way, if you're, if you're whole, if you're whole, can you be half? <laughs> no. If you're whole, if you're a whole living being, can you ever accept anything on your behalf? No. No. His, so if you ever see the word no. behalf, if anybody ever speaks on your behalf, tell them to shut the hell up and that nobody speaks on your behalf. Okay, and the conclusion of this is with, it's a homestead, and I guess I'm thinking the homestead being the land, and you mentioned how the mama is within the republic in your body. She went to the hospital, which made her into the democracy, and then she had the baby, came out, and neither, way, neither time were any tolls or anything paid. And that's why I was wondering that we're saying we're trying to get back into the republic when, when it wasn't announced that we were brought there. Yeah, we we never. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, back in that 1802, 1803 con- congressional record, we, I it's it's my firm belief at this point that we never actually make it to America. I think we're stuck in the hospital. In fact, I know the last known address of Curtis Richard Kallenbach is Swedish American Hospital. That that character never left the institution of the hospital, ever. So. Um, does he ever make it out of corporate hospital? Does he ever make it to the back under the soil of Illinois? No. Baby, me, baby Curtis goes home in the swaddling clothes with mom and dad. But what about that other material that's left behind? That stuff stays in the hospital. That stuff stays in federal territory. That stuff gets scooped up through eminent domain and put into the public. That is the public charge. And you know what? It's all nonsense. It's all just a bunch of hooey. It's 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 a legal term called born alive. That's that's all it is. It's it, it it's not real. And we need to, and and if we accept the Bible, we accept that thing that they created, that second creature. That I mean, we accept that second creature, that that sacrifice, that sacrificial lamb. If we believe the Bible, then then the afterbirth becomes the sacrifice, the the lost lamb. The, the brother or sibling that we never knew we had, born right behind us, the second coming. That's when we become our brother's keeper. We're keeping that brother. All right, and it doesn't you. exist. 
<laughs> yeah. And I also, I also want to, uh, con, you know, give you kudos on, you're right, surrendering a certificate of title or anything. And Michigan has a law, uh, MCL 257.258. If you surrender your vehicle, your certificate of title, they they give they have to give you back the legal title. I've done that. I conferred that it was processed. I went and got another certificate of title, and on that certificate of title, it says no secure interest on record. So you're right. When like we turn the, these, you mean like a car or truck? Yes. Oh hell yeah! You know what? It's it's going to work the same damn way with that uh, that the the uh, COLB. I, I, yeah. I, I, I get, I'm absolutely certain when you give back their stuff, they get that. That's a receipt. That's a receipt to your father's name. They're going to give you back the actual name because right now that's, that name is being held hostage. But when you give them back their certificate, their certificated person, you're going to gain settlement. What is the settlement? Settlement is the actual land. Think about a ghost. I mean, think about a body that is separated from its spirit. In other words, the ghost, the spirit becomes a ghost. If, if, the, if the spirit has no place to call home, if the spirit can't come home to a body, it's a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. And if the body okay. doesn't have the spirit in it, it's a cadaver. It's dead, right? Correct. So you, you have to put the spirit back into the body. It's, you have to. And they divided that. They divided that house. They they created on paper a way to separate those two things. On paper, it's not real, but but we're, we we actually accept it when we accept what? When we accept eternal life. Eternal life is the corporate character, but and they gave us exactly what they promised. You sacrifice your present, your life, and they'll give you eternal life. Thank you for your time. I, I love hearing you. I have other questions, but I'm going to email them to you. Okay, <laughs> so, you got my email. Okay, I do. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Rob? Yes, there's about 38 left in the queue. I don't know about <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> what, what time is it right now? Uh, I think it's about 7 after. Oh, seven after. What do you want to do? I mean, we've been on this thing for a couple hours. I'm going to leave this up to you. We we can bowl out of here anytime, or we can go maybe I don't know, 30 minutes more. What do you, what do you want to do? You're the one. You know, you're an hour ahead of me. It's 11 o'clock <laughs> your time. Uh, yeah. Um, I always feel bad leaving people in the queue, but there just physically isn't enough time uh, to get to everyone. We would be here probably another four, maybe five hours or more. Um, but, yeah, if you're willing to go another 30 minutes, I'm willing to go another 30 minutes. Um, I, I wish I knew if there was people in the queue last week that didn't get um, a chance oh. to ask a question that are in the queue this week, but I just don't know. Um, we, okay, let, let's, go to, let's go to 10.30 my time and then, then call it quits. That sounds good. That way at least a couple more people um, uh, will be able to be heard. Um, Okay, so the next caller is 360-8975. Go ahead. Hello. Hey. Are they with okay. us? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. 
I don't hear the caller. Um, they might have walked away. Uh, yeah, we'll, just, move yeah. to, <laughs> we'll move on to... We'll move on to 678-9049. Oh. Hello, are you with us? going to work. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this is Hank. Um, have uh, one question. Have you gotten results of what you were working on to keep clean hands? I um, I know this sounds kind of horrible, but these calls, I'm about six months to a year ahead of what I talk about on these calls typically okay. because, because, I mean, obviously I, I talk about some pretty strange stuff. Um, the last thing I did on Good Friday was pretty amazing, but I, I, I don't know how to explain it to people. I mean, as crazy as the stuff I talk about tonight, it gets really crazy. But the clean hands, absolutely. That's, that's so important because you cannot, you cannot have clean hands when, when you're actually holding on. Think about that. Are you a big guy? Big enough. Okay, yeah, good answer. So, so I, I'm not that big, but if I, if I grab your shirt, you know, okay. think about how weird that is. The thought of some stranger grabbing your shirt. Think about my, that. That's a claim upon your property. I'm making a claim right. upon your property by holding onto your shirt. And and just by the fact that my hands are in that fabric, are holding onto that fabric, I've dirtied my hands with a claim. The only way I can clean my hands, other than using the word repent, by the way, which is a very good way to say it, but I have to let go. I cannot continue to hold on to your, 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 your property and say I have clean hands. I don't, because I've made an erroneous claim. And, and, and just like I said last week in that call, equity, you cannot call upon equity with dirty hands. And there's another thing, the concept of dirt. Let's just go there. Um, biblically, the dead are unclean. Biblically, the dead are unclean. So if you take, take upon yourself this unclean character, this, this birth, I, I don't like to use the word birth certificated person, this um, eternal life corporate character, that's an unclean position. Right. There is no way you can get out of that. That, that, that. That's actually, that's claiming to be insane. Because sanity, remember that old saying, what is it? Um, cleanly, cleanliness is next to godliness. Why do you suppose they say that? Because clean, look at, remember, unclean is dead, so clean is life. Life is next to God. See, you, right. God, there is no, God does, there's no, God is life. <laughs> Simple as that. Yes. And, right. and so death has nothing to do with God. So, again, the unclean is the ungodly. 
and the uh, unclean hands does not get you to equity. Equity, remember, equity is a true, realistic position. You have to be in reality. You have to be in reality to claim equity. Okay. Does that make sense? It total. And I, you know, I've known the whole clean hand thing for for quite a while now. In your answer. How do you how do you make a separation? Because I looked at the inside of some of my Bibles and saw all the copyrights. Now, how do you make a separation between using scripture and saying we need to give it all back? Well, and it's copyrighted. Again, yeah, we're the, the beauty is we can we can quote it and we can we can live it, but we can't claim it as real. Because when you claim it as real, you're claiming a new family, a new, a, a new God. Because the author, the authority over that copyrighted material is the God within that story. Now, it's I, I like know I'm on a lot of toes right now, but we're supposed to learn from the Bible, not take it literally. So it, and, was, it and, would and we're be being just punished. like grabbing my shirt, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. And I, you know what? By swearing an oath upon the Bible, by claiming the Bible is the Word of God, by, by putting your hand on a Bible in a courtroom, you've just extradited yourself to a fictitious realm. You are nuts. Okay. No offense. Gotcha. <laughs> and, and I'm not holding on to your shirt, so. No, that's cool, man. Uh, All right. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hopefully, my my docs will be walked into the chancellor tomorrow, over in Cook County. Oh my God! Good luck with that. Cook County's tough. Yeah. All right. All okay, right. Keep me you. in the loop. I mean, you got my email, so whatever happens, let me know. I got some pretty crazy stuff happening tomorrow for for some people around the country, and and if it turns out, I'm going to let everybody know. But I can't right now because I don't know the I don't have the outcome yet. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah, you're welcome. <clears throat> Next caller is international caller, 8137-2543. Go ahead. Hey, Kurt, it's Mike. Hey, Mike. How you going? Hey, Kurt, just got a, a question about uh, filing waivers. We've um, uh, checked out, done a lot of research over here, and, and we're just having trouble work out where we file the waivers. The closest we can find is with the Attorney General uh, in Australia here. The only other alternative, apart from the suggestion that someone made the other day about uh, advertising in the paper, the only other way that we can see to do it is possibly to just to file a, an original waiver in each case. That, that, that would be one way to do it. And like I said, if, try to remove any potential cover sheets or any of that type of stuff. But I think one of the biggest and most important places to file, uh, or get a, I don't like the word file, I'll be honest with you. Something about that word, I, I mean, the word file in a, in a Merriam-Webster dictionary actually is a crafty person. So if you're, if, if, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't like the word file. But to, to get it placed in front of somebody so they can see it, I would even suggest maybe even the diocese, the parish, or whatever, um, in the birth county. or the, You know what I mean? I, I did it into the Catholic Church's hands. 
and I do it through like a registered mail or something, so there's no way that they, there's any plausible deniability. Yeah, I, actually, you, you, you really just answered the whole question for us over here. Um, we don't, we think things are organized different here. They're the same here as they are in, in, a, in the U.S., uh, but they're organized differently here. We actually register our births directly with the state, the register of births, deaths, and marriages in each state. Um, uh, and I actually have my live birth certificate from the state of Queensland where I live. Um, but uh, I've got a buddy of mine who's listening here, and he's having trouble getting his out of the, the registrar in Victoria. Um, but uh, filing the waiver, uh, I think you've pretty much answered it there. If we could just get it into the, into the, um, uh, the diocese, either the local one or um, uh, possibly even in, in the, the, the main diocese in each state. Yeah, I, I mean, remember that the attorney generals are only working on those properties. In fact, the whole bar association is acting upon that Roman Catholic juristic personality. That, that's the only property the bar works on. Um, and finally, I'll tell you this, I haven't, I, I've never mentioned this out loud before, but I, when I first wrote that waiver, I sent it to the Pope, and, and I'll, I'll be damned if registered mail didn't get lost in Vatican City. My waiver got lost in Vatican City. It's the only document that never got delivered in my life. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, Vatican City, I mean, but registered mail, I couldn't yeah. believe it. It never showed up where it was supposed to go. And I've never been able to track it down. Okay. Well, you, you've actually just answered the next question I've got. The, the only other question I've got, Kurt, is I've got a, a, an interesting scenario here. Um, I've made several claims in the name of the, the living man. Um, what uh, is that name, by the way? It, it, it's Michael of the family of Howard, the living, breathing, flesh and blood man. And I've actually used that in court quite successfully. Right. Um, that, that's that's a whole other story, um, but I, I'm just wondering if you I could flick you the, a basic outline of the um, of the matter, and I'd love to hear your opinion on it. And if you wanted to consult on it, I'd be happy to, to pay you a, a percentage of what comes out of it. Oh yeah, I, I won't be needing that, um, but thank you for the offer. You know what? You got my email? Yep. Uh, just Curtis K U R T I S Kallenbach K A L L E N B A C H at Gmail. Yep. All right, Got man. That. Keep me in the loop. Okay. Hey. Thanks, Kurt. Hey, what Thanks time for is it? Appreciate what it. time is it where you guys are at right now? It's one uh, twenty p.m. Oh, okay. Well, you got all day ahead of you. Hey, wait a minute. It's tomorrow. Uh, hey, you guys, I'm talking to the future. Wow, you're talking to the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that was just pretty fun. Well, thank you. Yeah. Keep me in a loop on this stuff. That, that's the trouble. When you fly from here to America, you can leave at 8, eight o'clock in the morning here and then arrive in America at 8 o'clock in the, in the morning on the same day. Well, you're always here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Remember, when you, even when you come here, you're here the whole yep, trip. That's it. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Hey, you're welcome. All right. Uh, 248-5864. Hey, Kurt. Hi. Thanks for, yeah, this is Tina. I was just 
wanting to make sure I'm getting things clear. So, say, when I stand back into my power as a unencumbered, holy, W-H-O-L-E-Y person, are you saying I then have all authority and power? You mean when... When I when I stand back into into my power, take back my power, doing, you know, authenticating the birth certificate, filing a waiver, not that we want to file it, but all of these things to reclaim uh, myself as holding title to my beingness. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me let me right. let me jump. Right. Unencumbered no. by all of the uh, all the fictional story. Is that when I then receive? I get all authority and power uh, into that. Okay. A, a, a yes and no. Um, the easiest way to describe what I think you're trying to say, and no offense. Um, it, it, it ultimately comes down to one thing. Seneca 1666 says, when a man proves life. My question to you is this. On paper, right now, can you prove to me you're alive? Uh, no. You're right. And, there, and there's, there's the rub. There's the problem. Is that nobody on planet Earth... If there's a birth certificate involved, nobody is alive. In fact, what happens is that uh, that, that whole Unum Sanctum thing that I read earlier, they, yeah. they actually, like I said, uh, there's two positions, according to the Roman Catholic Church. There's two positions. One is the spiritual man, and it says, the spiritual man judges of all things, and he himself is judged by no man. That's the living man. The other one is where it says, and, but we, defi- we proclaim, we define that it is absolutely necess- necessary for salvation that every human creature be subject to the Roman pontiff. And that's the afterbirth character. That's the, other, that's the second coming. That's the, the, other, that's the stuff that that's comes that out of That's straw man fictional bullshit. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about physical, substantial, real stuff. When that stuff comes out of mother's womb, that's oh, okay, the- okay. I got and it, yep. And that's the one that has a birth certificate, not you. So you can't prove until you do a couple other things, until you prove that that event marked your arrival instead of that, that Rain Man afterbirth character, that Rain mm-hmm. Man afterbirth material, your entire heritage went to that second coming. It went Correct. to that afterbirth waste matter, the waste DNA. Right. That's, so we can't, we, we're struggling to prove life because the birth record is a record of the left behind material, not the baby. Oh, I always joke about it. I say that the baby was thrown out with the baptismal waters. Water, yeah. Holy crap. Yes, I mean, and it is. Listen, you're number uh, one. Hey, no, 
You're number one, and the afterbirth is number two, the little shit. The little... <laughs> I love your words. <laughs> well, I'm only here to entertain myself. <laughs> well, okay. And the rest of us that are tuned in and turned on, I'm here to tell you. So... Well, Doing authenticating the birth certificate, filing the waiver, we're still dealing in fiction. Although we are, are we proclaiming our livelihood, our liveliness? Well, ultimately, in order order for you to become, I, 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 I know I'm speaking to a living woman. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I understand. the The problem is that you have to give that certificated person back. Look at the birth certificate. The certificate is not the birth So do I send it, return receipt? Hang Hang on. The certificate is not the birth record. It's a certificate of the record. It is, the record itself is called um, uh, the archetype. That's the record. The re- Curtis Richard Kallenbach is an archetype, and then yeah. and, and, and it's and it's it's the original from which all other copies, subsequent copies, are created. So Curtis Richard Kallenbach, the original title, when my mom put pen to paper in that hospital, she created an archetype, and then and they created a certificated person or a copy of the original. Right, and is the uh, archetype is that what is filed at the Vatican? You had mentioned. The original? I think, okay, let's just say, remember that the county, the word county and parish are the same word. And and the the record does not have to leave the county or parish to be in Rome. To be what? In Rome. Okay. They just get noticed? No, it's just the same territory. The county and parish whether it's through Westminster or whatever, they are representing the church. Got it. And so it doesn't have to ever leave the county. In fact, what's funny, the concept of a C-section or a section, S-E-C-T-I-O-N, or sect, S-E-C-T, I mean, when they issue that plot or that certificate, that, that title, that deed, it's to a piece of land, a parcel, a parcel. And what's really, look at, what's another word for parcel? Parcel is the afterbirth. It, it, it's a parcel. Yeah, it's a piece of land. It's like an easement. It's a little mm-hmm. piece of land that, that is broken off from a larger piece of land. It's a mm-hmm. parcel. And, mm-hmm. and, and, there, and another one, another word for parcel is like bundle. And, and, and look at, I mean, this, you always get the picture of the stork delivering bundle some little of bundle joy. of joy. It is yeah. a stork, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a bunch of garbage. We know that babies don't, well, they, I, you know, some offspring actually are delivered by stork. The stork, doesn't the stork wear a, a, a mailman's uniform? Yeah. Well, delivered. isn't the birth certificate person delivered by the stork? So in returning, so then in returning the birth certificate with the script, do we then return it by return receipt? I, yeah, I think that I think the certificate of live birth, the authenticated record, that the certificated record, 
is the receipt. You have, listen, if you were at a pawn shop, they, yeah. and you brought in your father's watch, your go, father's gold watch, and mm-hmm. they would give you, A, an amount of money, and B, a receipt. Yep. I mean, that's the only way you could recover your father's watch. They give you a receipt for the watch, and then they give you some amount of money or credit for you to use. You know what I mean? When you, if I were to go down to the pawn shop right now with my, my dad's watch, they would give me a receipt for the watch and then, I don't know, 50 bucks or 100 bucks. So I got money and I, or some value, something, credit, money, whatever, and I got a receipt. The funny thing is, is in order for me to get my dad's actual watch back, can I go to any pawn shop or do I have to go back to the same exact pawn shop? You go to the same exact pawn shop. That should answer if you an awful lot. That of- same exact watch. Wow! So you go back to where you. It's called the off. point. Yeah. The point of origin. Of entry. Yeah. Yeah, or entry because entry, entry is a bookkeeping term. It is absolutely, yeah. and it's all about the money anyway. So. Well, that's what's been staked. S T A K E D staked. Your life is at stake through your father's yes. name. Yep. Now let me ask, yep, absolutely. Now let me, the lady from Michigan who made a comment about going back to the Republic, blah, blah, whatever it was she was saying, do, I mean, we don't want to republic ourselves when we get into the private. So why are we, why would anybody even, I mean, maybe I'm off mark here. Why would one want to consider being back in the republic. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to say this. I'm not even going to use the word private. I'm going to use the word reality. Because... Oh, I like that. You have the be, real. Yeah, the real. You, and, and even That's why you think even call it real estate. Remember, the house on the land is called real estate, but the house off the land is called personal property. So what's funny is when, you're, when your father's name is back on the mother's land, your physical body, when they're attached, when they're one, when they're, you're not a house divided, you actually own the real estate. You have everything you need to have all the authority. That's when you have your authority is when you have all of it. You cannot be at that, that yep. house divided situation. But I don't want to even deal with the republic. I'll be honest with you. The republic I'm is another you. fiction, subset of another fiction, subset of another fiction, all under the greatest story ever told. All fictions are under the greatest story ever told. Mm-hmm. And the Republic fiction. was built out of, you know, Roman law or something anyways. And then it goes on and on and before then and then some. Well, certainly 1871 uh, District of Columbia. I mean, that's, that's Rome all the way through. But, but who cares? Why not just bail on the whole damn thing? Exactly. I'm, yeah. Just give them back their story and say, you know what? I, I, I once was a child, but now it's time to give up childish things. And so there's a... Uh, I'm waiting for a lightning bolt. I'm not sure if the word is... Is it unencumbered? An unencumbered whole I, I, house? I, well, uh, to be encumbered, to be bound up, to, uh, whatever. I mean, something that, that is... is Onerous, you know what I mean? Something that's heavy, burdensome. Um, but if you're on encumbered, then you're free. I don't know. How about just say that? <laughs> yeah, how about As just a, say that? A free I mean, whole person. 
or, or just, uh, you know, the, I mean, the, the thing is that the first question I asked you was, can you prove life on paper? And because... No, because paper is just a two-dimensional piece of, you know, paper? I don't know, tree. <laughs> well, it's just... no, well I, again, the birth record is a, is, is, a, is a record of an event. And the problem is, as it stands right now, it, it's, it, it's marking it, the left-behind material. Yeah. It, it, because that's all they had to work with. They, they had a manuscript sitting there on a table called, you know, whatever paperwork Mother filled out. She created a new archetype, a manuscript, a new story. And then, and then she left behind this other physical substance, almost like a crime scene. I, I, always, I often joke about that. Wouldn't it be fun to actually have the chalk mark around the afterbirth? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Because that's kind of what's happening here. I and it is criminal. I when you really, it is criminal. They, you know, it lied to, stolen from, all the rest of it, and people are waking up, and it's, I'm encouraged, I think, that... Just remember... The afterbirth only comes into play as the second coming. If the, if the Bible's not in play, the whole afterbirth thing shuts down because that's the lost lamb. That's, that's the, the, the body, yeah, that's the creature yeah. that's subject to the Roman, the Roman pontiff. Well, not, and, and that's the blood of the lamb, the DNA, you know, the, in the blood, yeah. all of that. Well, I mean, but it only comes, it only makes it real. If, if we believe in, that the Bible is, um, is more than just a story. It is only a story. I, 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 I know, but I, I'm not trying. It's, it's, it's a great teaching tool, but it's still, but it's only a teaching tool. It is not supposed to be taken for reality. Well, in, and the, those lessons in the Bible um, kind of teach us where we're at or what has taken place if you can decode it and you understand what the story is doing. Uh, you know what? We, every morning when the sun rises, we, 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 we kill Christ every day. Christ does, didn't die for our sins. Christ is the consciousness. Christ is life. Christ, we, we kill Christ every single day. When we put on Harry Potter's clothes or the, or the, the state character, we yeah. kill Christ every yeah. day. Christ dies every day for our sins. At sunset. At sunset. In the, by the way, <laughs> boy, you were listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, when that sunset. And when then it goes we down, roll right into the lunar calendar and, you know, on the Walk of the Dead. Well, I believe that the, the, the lunar cult. Uh, which, by the way, Vatican has always been pagan. Yes. The, the New Testament just puts a different spin on things and captures a different audience. But the Vatican's always been and always will be pagan. They're star-based. They're based in the stars. And, and, and that's okay. But, but they're, they capture a whole new audience with this other, um, this, 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 this New Testament. Yeah. But what's, 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 fun about that stuff, though, is it's all okay. We just have to choose our path. We have to choose how we want to live. 
And if, we, if we're okay being subject to these, this nonsense, hey, man, quit bitching. But if you really want, if you want reality, subjective reality to rule, they're going to say, hey, that's pretty scary. No, it's not. What's scary is not having any control over, your, over the truth, you know, over the truth. Yeah. And I think, that, you know, and I'm just going to speak for myself, the first um, learning what's been going on, the truth, first coming into the, re- the reality of truth was pretty scary because you have to break out of the illusion. And then you're just kind of in midair, if you will, going, whoa, yeah, kind of, where's the ground? Where's, where's my standing? Now what do I think, do, and be? Yeah, well, you I know what you do? You, you open your eyes, you open your eyes, and you go, oh, so this is what reality looks like. It's right here. It's or right there. Here. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's right here. <laughs> it's we, right here. It's right in front of us all the time, and we, you know what's funny? And I was, I, I, I didn't, today in Rockford, Illinois, there, there were so many jets in the sky spraying chemicals that it went from such a beautiful blue sky to just a pile of garbage in about six, seven hours. And there was never yeah. less than seven jets in the sky spraying. Now, what's funny is, for people that can't see that, that, they, they can believe in a Savior, but they can't see physical jets in the sky spraying. Yeah. And so that's how bamboozled we, we, we've become. We, people, oh, they cannot see, they, can't, they refuse to listen to fluoride, fluoridated water uh, or, or amalgams in teeth or, or, or chemtrails. They refuse to believe that, but they're more than happy or to say. Or chemicals and food stuff they, call, they go to the store and buy to eat. That's my really. point. They can, they'll listen to all the nonsense and follow the nonsense, but they will re, they cannot see reality. Yeah. But, all right. I live, I, I live here on, in West Coast, Florida, and I'll walk outside, and there's people around, this little resort town and whatever, and I look up, and I was like, boy, they've been, busy look at all them chemtrails and there'll be 10 people kind of around and and i'm looking up you know and and people look up and and they just kind of walk away and i'll even i'll even look at them and say do you see all these chemtrails that's a damn shame because i was up at eight o'clock this morning and the sky was perfectly blue and clear and now it's noontime and it's just this white milky thing and they're like chemtrails what are you talking about <laughs> oh but but jesus is my savior hey listen we're 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 yeah. down here i just got back from naples how far are you from naples mm, i'm uh up on anna maria island so a few hours north Bradenton. okay yeah. oh yeah bradenton i know where it is yeah okay so, well a- a- any anything else um i i wanted to ask you about uh trust but that nope. might be a different nope. conversation nope. nope nope i don't there's no reason for a trust for a living being okay nope. no there isn't a living being is responsible for his own stuff. He does not need.
somebody to watch over his stuff. You never entrust your stuff with another if 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 you're responsible. Even like uh, irrevocable live trust that you are the. I don't know what the three things are, beneficiary and trustee in it, where you control it? Well, trust still, you have to supply an artificial character. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And then you have to have an artificial office to control it. And then you're back in the fiction anyway. Well, and again, that's why, I mean, I'm just not interested in digging deeper holes or creating my own holes. I, I prefer, I mean, I have, I, I have to get out of this mess first before I can think of any of that stuff. I, I, I don't think that there's any reason to, to, to keep swinging in that nonsense. You know, every, a trust is not the answer. It's just more cancer. And that would be kind of um, dirtying your hands again. I think so because even uh, even biblically, it's, you know, God is no respecter of persons. Hmm. Well, we've gone way over line, over time. I appreciate your time and your energy and your and your um, heart. So, again, thanks from for myself and I'm sure everybody else that was on the call. We look forward well, to it. thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. And, and Rob, thank you for giving us the uh, extra 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 13. That's our lucky yeah, number. Yeah. Well, 13 is a good number. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you, Rob. What we, we should get out of here. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for hanging in there, dude. Sure. Hey, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us tonight and Sorry if we were unable to get to your questions. Uh, there's just physically not enough time to get to everybody. But keep an eye on your inbox for download and replay info and for the latest uh, coming from Curtis. Um, hope everybody got value, Kurt. Have a great night. All right, man. Thank you. Fun? Thank you for joining Kurt this evening. Hope you found value. As a subscriber to Kurt's private guest email list, you'll be among the first to know about any of Kurt's future calls. Remember to look in your inbox tomorrow for download and replay information for tonight's call. Thanks again, and good night. Whose property is it, and who can prove it? How many people can prove they are alive? And until you have an authenticated birth record in your possession, you cannot do that. Whether the grounds upon which I stand, the substance of my existence, whether it's my physical body. The county is not my enemy. That is the place where the body is. The war is reality versus fiction. Until we start seeing things as they really are instead of how we want it to be, we're, we're stuck. We're going to be stuck in a fiction. Fiction or substance. The world is real. You don't get both. You need to understand why you're doing what you're doing. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.